If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. Excited to touch base with you on a number that I think really speaks to all of us as South Africans because it hits us in our pockets. But also hits us on our hearts, right? Because this is money that we work totally. hard for and certainly want to stretch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, I, I'm not going to be able to answer that question as to whether we're richer. <laughs> because <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, as much as the data that show, uh, does depict a number, we do know that in terms of the, 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 the lived reality, it's, it's, it does feel like the news does get tighter. But let's get back to the numbers, right? So in terms mm-hmm. of our nominal, nominal average take on pay, as you correctly stated, it's 15,670 rand, which is a 9.1% year-on-year increase. Um, something you have to bear in mind, though, is that January 2023 was a low base. So that number is of a, of a, of a very low base. Um, and if you're looking at it from a real take on pay perspective, we're looking at 13,968 rand, which is a 3.5% increase uh, on a year-on-year basis. Now, something that there have obviously been some changes in the, in the 12 months since uh, these, these, uh, this data was put out from 2023 and 2024, and some of those factors were that inflation rate has moderated. So we know that inflation back in January 2023 was approximately 6.9%. January 2024, you're looking at 5.3%. We do know, though, that... I'm glad much you mentioned that because now that we reviewed... Yes. Oh, sorry, sorry go ahead, Sherrigan. No, no, I was saying that in as much as there's been that improvement, we know that there are a couple of, of potential risks on the, on the radar because exchange rate has been very volatile in recent months. Um, it, started, it started the year on 1835 to the dollar and um, went down to as low as 1931 to the dollar. Uh, which was about more than a 5% uh, weakness. I, I looked on the, just before I got on the call, and I saw it sitting at 19.18 to the dollar uh, uh, today, currently. Now, we know that's going to have a ripple effect on import costs, most notably fuel costs, right? And the fuel, fuel once, once the fuel goes up, that has a ripple effect throughout the economy. And so that mm-hmm. is then going to have that, that vicious cycle of potentially perpetuating the the higher inflation rate, which is then going to lead to to a second thoughts as to whether or not uh, interest rates get uh, get reduced. Although I think uh, the, the clever minds are, are anticipating a potential 75 basis points uh, reduction of interest rates in the over the year. Sorry, I, I cut you off. Go no worries. I'm glad you put the inflation pressures uh, into context and how the uh, currency as well as the fuel costs are actually related to this. But I'm also intrigued to understand this 9.1% increase that we see from a year ago. Is there any influence of employers actually increasing the salaries of the employees as well? Actually, I don't, I don't really think so. Um, I, I think that, and this is, this is really speculation from our part, right? is that with the, the economic challenges haven't necessarily um, reduced, apart from the factors that I've just mentioned earlier, the other factors that we've, we've been living with is uh, continued load shedding. Now, that has had an effect on employers uh, in terms of those that are able to be able to, um, to uh, make huge or make 
pockets enough to be able to to increase their the employees' salaries concomitantly. But there's also a, a positive, a, a possible positive uh, silver, silver lining there in that the, I think there was a money web headline recently um, in which they said that. Um, about 600 fewer hours of load shedding in the past three months. So possibly, even if employers haven't had an opportunity to increase salaries as much as they would like to, um, or to be able to keep abreast with inflation, I do hope that with the, the possibility of, of lower load shedding in the, in the foreseeable future, that it will be able to actually uh, manifest in, in that, uh, those higher real real higher terms uh, salaries. Something else that uh, you you able to give us some clarity on when it comes to these numbers is, of course, uh, what we all looked out for in the budget speech, uh, any increases to personal income tax. And thank goodness there were no announcements that were made by National Treasury. But that doesn't mean that we as South Africans are completely immune uh, to any, um, I guess, increases in terms of uh, bracket creep that might come up should we receive salary increases that are substantial and perhaps um, above inflation. Completely. You, you, you actually hit the nail on the head right there. Um, it's, um, I think most of us will, I know I certainly was looking to see if there wasn't going to be that increase because we all know that the, the fiscus is under pressure and they, they had to, to look for creative ways to be able to, uh, to increase the revenue collections. And when, when, when we saw that there, there wasn't an, an increase per se on, on income, on, uh, income tax, um, I, I certainly did a huge sigh of relief, only to, to find out subsequently that because there was no adjustment of the income tax brackets um, to, to mitigate for, for that impact on inflation, led to potential of, of bracket creep, which means, as you correctly said, that if somebody gets an increase in a, 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 a salary increase, it pushes them up into that, that higher uh, tax bracket because... In previous years, when, when they did increase the, the, the uh, tax brackets, it would, it would actually prevent one from actually falling into this uh, or for this risk manifesting. But in this instance, it looks as if it was actually an intentional uh, maneuver, an intentional tactic to be able to, to increase uh, tax revenues. Um, I went uh, from, from our calculations, this. Um, omission in increasing or expanding the, the tax bracket will earn the fiscus approximately 16.3 billion rand more taxes in financial year 25. Um, and this, we also, from, from what we've observed, is that this is actually an, a medium-term policy. So which means that for the, at least the next three years, it could potentially lead to an additional 52.2 billion rand being raised uh, by the fiscus, which, as we know, I mean, the fiscus is under pressure, and I guess this is opposed to being a direct um, uh, pro, uh, 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 increase on, on income taxes. It was a way of, of taking it in a more creative way. Mm. Shirigan, this gives us clarity on some of us who are working and employed and part of uh, the economic workforce, but we also have those who have worked, who have been part of the economic workforce and saved up for their retirement. And uh, as a result, we see figures in terms of the private pensions index. Help us understand what we're seeing there. So our private pensions, uh, as you would have might have recalled from, from our conversations in the past, private, uh, certainly 
from the data that we are we are collecting uh, that's been processed by banks of Africa that that forms the bucket of our private pension index. We've we've identified that there's been a a, uh, a slight uh, decrease, just a very slight decline marginally in both nominal and and real terms. Uh, For January 2024, uh, it was a 10,616 rand, which was about actually, in fact, as I said, it, it slipped marginally, but it was something that was really, really, I mean, January 2023 was 10,046, whereas, uh, so, as I'm looking at this, I'm just looking at the, the data, though, I, I actually have a correction to make. I think it was actually a bit of an increase, of standing. That was on the, oh, so the, the, the marginal decline wasn't on the, the, the nominal terms, it was actually on the real terms. Because on the real terms, it was 9,493 and 9,461. So very, very similar. Um, you can see that the, the private pensioners are still able to, to um, uh, overcome the uh, impacts of inflation. Um, but that being said, we also know that our pool, a, lot of, a large portion of the pool is actually sourced from, of the private pension pool is actually sourced from government employee pension funds, and we know that those are actually more of a defined benefit fund as opposed to a defined contribution fund. So there are some con- a little bit more risk uh, factors built into those, and which actually does have that impact as well from, from that perspective. Perfect. Shirigan, I think it's also important for us just to, uh, you know, evaluate on some of the other data that Banks of uh, Africa does evaluate, not only uh, our average take home pay uh, and, of course, what we're seeing in terms of private pensions index. But maybe you can also give us some understanding as to, you know, the, the financial or transactional activity that you're witnessing between banks, institutions and ourselves as consumers. So from a, a consumer perspective, um, <clears throat> excuse me. You find that in terms of the, the, the data that, that flows through Banks of Africa, all of Banks of Africa's uh, uh, systems, and I'm not just talking now, restricting it to the, the take-home pay and the private pensions, but we also put, our, our, put out our Banks of Africa Economic Transaction Index. Now, the Banks of Africa Economic Transaction Index is actually sourced from all of Banks of Africa's uh, economic or electronic payments transactions that, that get processed through Banks of Africa. And we found that January 2024, there was approximately 1.09 trillion rands that were processed uh, versus in December 2023, it was 1.392 trillion rands. Of course, we do know December, South Africans do have a, a tendency of, of splurging and a little bit more activity, economic activity taking place in, in, um, in, in December. Um, the number of transactions, though, reduced um, comparatively from in January 2024, it was 152.1 million, whereas in December 2023, it was 163.1 million. So that, that even though there was a, a, a lower number, you're finding that for that, um, the number of, this ties in with what I was saying about the number of transactions and South Africans spending a bit more. Um, but we've also found that there has been a slight reduction in uh, nominal transaction values. And that's 
because we find that most South Africans are starting to use electronic and digital means of paying um, for even for smaller for your smaller uh, uh, category or smaller ticket items, um, and certainly with with the introduction of of PayShop. Um, which was launched last in, in March last year, and which is a, a real a real-time instant payments system uh, that's you know, being processed through Banks of Africa. The intention is uh, that more and more users for trans for lower value transactions will actually become more accustomed to using uh, these types of of of, uh, of means of paying as opposed to using cash, which is going to allow for more uh, for for more transactions going through the system, but at a smaller ticket cost. Perfect. Shurigan, we'll leave it there for today, but truly appreciate your time as always, giving us some insight into uh, what we're seeing in terms of the average take-home pay. And I know some South Africans will say, well, that's not accurate. It's not my salary. But this really does give us an understanding of the average in South Africa, right? And ultimately, we hope it does increase and improve. But as you've highlighted, there are many, many factors that actually uh, eat into our salaries, primarily being driven by inflation. Always a pleasure speaking to you, sir. Only a pleasure. Catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za.